Mindfulness Mode 424. You can identify your best matches through just by looking at your hands, which is really pretty cool. Welcome to Mindfulness Mode, Mindful Tribe. So good to have you with us. Today, we have a fascinating episode, and it's fascinating because it's all about palm reading. And I enjoyed talking to this guest. I'm sure you'll enjoy listening to the episode. Hey, do you work in corporate or do you have a team of employees? Here's how you can reduce stress and increase happiness, productivity, and profitability in the workplace. Download this free resource. It's called 10 Simple and Effective Ways to Increase Mindfulness in the Workplace Now. Once your employees are happier, productivity will increase. And you can download this resource for free right here at mindfulnessmode.com forward slash workplace P with the P standing for productivity. Sit back, relax, and enjoy today's episode with palm reader Cynthia Clark. Hey, Mindful Tribe, I have a fascinating guest today. I have with me Cynthia Clark. Wait till I tell you a little bit about Cynthia in a minute, but first I'm going to ask you, Cynthia, hey, are you in mindfulness mode today? I try to be in mindfulness mode every day. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. And, and you seem like you're in a very happy mindfulness mode today as well. Yes. <laughs> so I'm looking at your nice smile. And... Yeah, it's a beautiful day. It's uh, every day is, is a new opportunity. You're right about that. Well, I am going to share a little bit about you with Mindful Tribe. Cynthia Clark is a certified meditation instructor. She's a relationship expert, and she's a professional palm reading consultant. And if you've listened to all my episodes, you'll know that I have not had a professional palm reading consultant on before, so I'm, I'm very excited and interested in this. Since 2008, now get this, since 2008, Cynthia has worked with over 7,000 clients. That's a lot of clients. She's been doing palm and tarot reading, as well as energy healing and professional coaching services. She recently launched her company with a very cool name, and the name is loveinyourhands.com. So how easy to remember is that? That's awesome. Love in your hands. And she's passionate about helping others find long-lasting love using her palm profiling system. So I always start with this question, Cynthia, what does mindfulness mean to you? Well, mindfulness is, it's all about becoming aware of your uh, everyday. Okay, so it's about setting an intention for your day, setting an intention for what you, you know, what are you trying to do as far as balancing your life? You know, it's really about becoming a driver in your life as opposed to a passenger. <laughs> it's kind of how I look at it. <laughs> sort of like taking control. Yeah, taking control and, and making it more positive. Because a lot of times we do have a lot of negative things kind of being thrown at us. How we react to things is important. 
and we can turn things around, even a negative event, we can turn around and make it a positive. So I kind of look at mindfulness as being the, the way to direct that energy. Cynthia, I really like that. This is another first because I don't think I've had anybody say, you know, mindfulness is like being a driver. It's like taking control, taking charge. That is really, really cool. Well, you took charge in your life and you found out that you could read palms. And I'm fascinated to know this story. When did you first start reading palms? When did you get into this? Well, palm reading came to me actually about 10 years ago. And I had a deja vu experience when I was at the library And I just picked up this book on palmistry. I was just walking up and down the aisles and I needed a new book to read. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And this book kind of chose me. So I'm like, hmm, I don't know too much about this. So why don't I just take it home and, and give it a try? And as soon as I took it home and started reading it, I really had a profound experience that I had studied it before. Cool. That is interesting. And then did you get some kind of training or did you just learn enough from this book? Tell me how you moved on from there. Well, that was just the tip of the iceberg. Was it? (laughs) I have since probably studied about 70 books, at least on palm reading. (laughs) Wow. And I've also trained with some very um, reputable uh, teachers. So yeah, I've, I've done tons and tons of of work on the subject over the last 10 years. So do you run into very many skeptics? I mean, were you embraced by your family when you started doing this and your friends, or did some of them kind of think this was a little bit of a strange thing to get into? I would say I've had a little bit of both. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's definitely skeptics out there who, and I was actually one of them. I didn't know anything about it either. And I was quite skeptical when I first started studying it. But I quickly learned that it was incredibly accurate and useful information. So I had enough people encouraging me over that early time that I felt comfortable, you know, getting my practice and doing it and being supported. Mm -hmm. So tell me, in what ways can you help people through palm reading? Well, my newest avenue is to help people find long-lasting love, mm-hmm. which is definitely an avenue that I think most palm readers don't really talk about. You can identify your best matches through just by looking at your hands, which is really pretty cool, I think. So do you mean you can find the best kind of partner, the person with the right characteristics? Is that kind of what you mean by that? No, actually, my platform on my site, you can actually identify through their hands who is your best match. So people upload a digital picture of their palm and the computer will automatically match you to who's your best match based upon your hand. So when I do readings for people, I do talk about traits and things like that with them. Very interesting. So 
Well, I know that you're a relationship expert. Do you sometimes deal with with couples and they're maybe having a, a really tough time, having a lot of struggles, and you say, hey, wait a minute, let me see your palms. And then that tells you why they're having these problems. Is that kind of how this works? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it sounds kind of funny the way I worded it, but yes. but is that really true? You yes. kind of can do that? Yes. Your hands are, are simply mirrors to who you are. So they will reflect all aspects of your personality. They'll ref- they will reflect your challenges, your blind spots, but also your potentials and your preferences. So if you can understand that language and just interpret it, it can help you understand your partner so much better. And it gives you a whole new perspective on you know, where your partner is coming from. So hold on. So you can help people who already have partners as well? Yes, definitely. I've worked with couples as well as individuals over the last 10 years. Okay. Yeah. I know that you're a relationship expert. So tell me what kinds of things you can help them with, like the kinds of, like the way they present themselves to each other, that kind of thing. Yeah. The whole point is to give people perspective. You know, because again, it goes all back to the mindfulness. It's like we do Mm -hmm. things so unconsciously all the time. And so actually, when you look at the hands, there's influences that come from the unconscious. And this will impact how you relate to your partner. And so if you can understand what those influences are and make them conscious rather than unconscious then it can help you to actually make your relationship more understanding. You can, you can relate to your partner better. You can kind of get a feeling for where are they actually coming from. And I think it builds compassion. Oh, so if I wanted to have you read my palms, would you read both palms? I would upload an imprint somehow. Tell me how that works. Yeah, if you wanted to do a reading with me, it's very simple. I just need a digital photo of your palm. And yes, I do read both palms because there's differences in each one. And then I can blow it up on my computer and I can read it very easily. Now, what do you do? I've always been curious about this. If you look at somebody's palm and you're thinking, oh my goodness, they have such a short lifeline it looks like you know they're not going to live much longer now that's not something you would want to say to the person is it if they're maybe uh, getting close to the end of their lifeline okay well first of all that's a myth (laughs) because obviously i don't know a lot about this but i have had my palms read before and people have said oh you have a really long lifeline and i'm like okay but what if i didn't would you say that (laughs) so tell me about the myth Okay, so yeah, this is super important for anybody out there who is scared of having their palms red. <laughs> uh-huh. The lines on your hands actually change over time. Oh. So your future is not set, not 100%. We do have things that are permanent in the hands. We've got the fingerprints, which of course represent your soul imprint because they form five months before you're born and they never change. Then we have your hand shape, which forms by the time you're about six years old. And that's also pretty well set. That's your personality archetypes and how I match people. 
And But the lines ebb and flow like rivers of energy. They actually uh, mimic the neural pathways of the brain. Oh, So the line, including the lifeline, can change over time. And I've seen people's hands change over time, which is pretty cool. Because if you change the way you interact with your environment, if you change the way you think, and again, this is where mindfulness becomes so important. It's like, hey, guess what? You can see the progress <laughs> actually showing up in your hands. Now, that's not to say that a short lifeline isn't significant. Of course, everything does have meaning. But I would view, first of all, we look at the lifeline not as how much, like how long you're going to live. Uh That's actually not what it tells you. It tells you about your overall vitality and also your stability. So if you have a short lifeline, that simply means that you're not grounded in a specific location. It's, it represents like your root chakra. Oh, okay. So if you're kind of a wandering type person, or if you just are going to do a lot of traveling, or if you just don't feel connected to a specific place, you might have a short lifeline, but you could still live to be very old. What can your hands tell you about your earning potential and about money and how your career is moving forward? Oh, so much. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah. So there's different talent markers that show up in your hands. So the hands can actually guide you in a really nice way towards what type of careers could be appropriate for you. And as far as like capacity for earning, you know, I'll put a little asterisk next to that (laughs) because, of course, again, we can always modify things and we can work with what we have. But generally speaking, people with bigger thumbs tend to have a bigger capacity. Oh, let me look at my thumb. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Bigger thumbs. Okay. Because your thumb is your willpower. So if you have a big thumb, it represents a stronger willpower. So in other words, a stronger drive to manifest in the world. Fascinating. And I've analyzed a ton of famous people's hands, mostly from pictures. Mm-hmm. But Albert Einstein had a huge thumb. Um, Bill Gates has a really long thumb. You know, it kind of makes sense. <laughs> yes. And if you have a, a short thumb or a small thumb, it means that you have to work harder to get the same result. So, Okay. And what about your fingers? What about like... Some fingers are longer than others. I mean, usually your middle finger is longer, longest, isn't it? Correct. But it's all relative. So when I analyze a hand shape and especially the fingers, Uh I look at them relative to each other. Right. For example, a lot of men, especially, have their ring finger almost as long as their middle finger or pretty close. Okay. Um, So, but not exclusively. But we look at that and that also will represent different energies. So each finger actually represents a different aspect of yourself. Okay, so the index finger represents how you look at yourself. It's your power finger. Okay. Okay. And yours is kind of sticking away from your other fingers. Yes, it is. It tells me you're more of an independent type person. So you need that independence. The middle finger represents your attitude towards work and duties and responsibilities. 
And yours is a little bit on the short side because, again, we compare it to your other fingers. And right. that means that you want to be the one in charge. Oh, really? How you set up your day. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. Okay. Okay. So people with longer Saturn fingers tend to be more bureaucratic or they tend to operate more in a system. Uh-huh. Um, and they do better that way. They like rules. You know, those types of people mm-hmm. like rules and regulations. You are not. That would be people. my wife. Yeah. That would be my son. And yeah. My this wife. Is definitely not you. And then the Apollo finger or the ring finger represents your creative energy. It's how much, it's like your individuality. And that's a long finger on you. Uh So that shows me that you have a lot of just creative energy. So I can see you coming up with ideas for your show and for what you do every day. Mm -hmm. And then your little finger, that represents communications. Uh And again, that one's kind of sticking out away from all the other fingers. That shows more of an open mind. Okay, so somebody who likes to learn new things and maybe outside of the traditional, a little bit of quirkiness in your character. (laughs) Yes, definitely that. Yes, definitely love to learn new things. Yeah, so that's why it's kind of sticking out away from the other thing. Okay. Now, I want to just hold up my other hand and see if it looks similar. Now, let me see here. Yeah, so back it up a little bit. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, so it looks actually pretty similar on the fingers. Right. Um, yeah, everybody's kind of sticking away from each other. Your thumb is definitely a good size. We've got, it also spreads quite a ways away from your, the rest of your hand. Right. And that shows like your garden size, like how much do you want to be in charge of? Okay. You have a big capacity for just taking on stuff. Uh huh. You know, so people who have that a little bit closer to the rest of their hand, they tend to be a little bit more. Like they get overwhelmed a little bit easier, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yes, it does make sense. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's fascinating. And you haven't even talked about the lines on my hand yet. I know. So yeah. Right, do you do you want to have a look at the lines on my hand? Uh well, why don't we take a look at your headline? Oh yes, my um, headline. Well, yeah, the headline would represent the way that you think. Okay. And I think that would really um kind of fall into our topic of mindfulness. Well, this is so fascinating. So what do you want me to do? Yeah, hold up your hand. Yes. Uh, your active hand. Okay, so yeah, the middle line, the line that goes straight across the palm, that's called your headline. I see. And it shows us not only how much a person thinks, but how they think. Okay, so in your case, you've got a pretty high set headline which means that it's going to be closer to your index finger than say your thumb. Okay. So we look at like where it originates and this is more solution oriented when it's like this. Okay. So already I see your thinking is more solution oriented. You want to solve problems and you're, you're good at that. Like it's a natural fit for you. Now, just a second. I think that's awesome. I think that's correct. But isn't that true for most men? That they want to solve problems, it's not? No, okay. I would say that's actually not true for most people. The headline usually starts a little bit lower. And I consider it actually more of a talent type marker when I see it kind of rising up towards that Jupiter finger. Okay. So um, percentage-wise, I can't really say how many have that, but it's certainly, it'd be under 25%. 
Okay, so I'm an effective problem solver. Yeah. And then we see you've got a little gentle curve on your headline. It's kind of dropping slowly down towards what we call your Luna Mount, which is, you know, sometimes people's headlines will go straight across the hand and other times it'll curve down. Mm -hmm. And yours is a gentle curve, which means that you're actually tapping into your intuition. So you're solution-oriented and you're also connecting to that gut instinct. Okay, so that's how you think. And I would say your headline's also not too long, which can be a good thing. It's good to kind of be right in the average length because it shows you don't think too much or too little. It's like you focus on the solution and you you move on to the next thing. Okay. So, fascinating. Fascinating. Yeah. Wow. And so this is incredible because you've studied for hours and hours. And, and how many books did you say you read? Something like 800? Oh, no, there's not that many out there. I'd say about 70. But I mean, I've put in, you know, thousands of hours of study. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. So if I were a person who had never found my soulmate and I just was so hungry for finding a partner that I could resonate with, how could you help me in that way? Well, you can just go to my site, loveinyourhands.com, and you can sign up for free and upload your own hand. And it'll take you through, you can create your own profile and everything else. And you'll be in the system to be matched with a potential soulmate partner. And how many people do you have in the system? It's a new site. So I'm just launching right now. I'm just getting it all promoted right now. But I also have some courses that you can take. So if you really want to learn who is your soulmate match and what does that look like and all that, you can sign up for one of my courses. Okay. You will read my palm for free. I was sure there must be a fee for this. <laughs> yeah, I know. Isn't it great? <laughs> it is great. Yeah, people can actually go in and get their hand analyzed for free on the site. And the site is loveinyourhands.com. We yeah. want to make sure that you all hear that. Loveinyourhands.com where you can get this done for free. Okay, so then... Through the courses that you teach, I can learn how to find a soulmate. Isn't yes. that what you just said? Yes. I've got three different courses that I'm offering on the site right now. The first one is to help you get through heartbreak trauma. So if you've been through a divorce or if you've just... I consider it a trauma when you get divorced. Yes. Um, it's a heck of an ordeal. And I went through all of this myself. So I have a good perspective. I was married for 19 years and I got divorced uh, oh, years wow. ago. And mm -hmm. um, then I went through a fatal attraction and then I ended up finding my soulmate and I'm remarried now. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. So I feel like I've been through all that stuff for a purpose to help people. And so the first course helps you just get through your heartbreak and your stress and, and all of that. The second course helps you to actually identify who your perfect partner is, what that looks like. You can learn my entire system. And then the third course is to help you magnetize to your soulmate mm -hmm. using a lot of mindfulness techniques and ways to actually change the way you look at a soulmate and attract it. And I use all the techniques I personally use to, to attract my husband. Oh, you did? 
Yes. And you found your husband that way. I so you did. started looking for a person with certain characteristics. Is that what you did? Absolutely. And it was through my understanding of hands. It was through my understanding of astrology and Chinese astrology and just all of the tools that I've used over the years to set intentions and be, just be mindful every day and get out there and be open to what the universe wants to give you. Cynthia, I was speaking at a conference in Atlanta, Georgia, which was all about conscience, consciousness, and there were a lot of scientists there. And these were like uh, very, very high level scientists who are now saying that so many of these things that we never thought would be backed by science are now being backed by science. Is there any science that backs palm reading? Yes, I would definitely say there's science backed by palm reading. Palm reading is so ancient. It's actually over 5,000 years old. So it goes back, I would say, a lot farther than a lot of disciplines. Mm -hmm. We believe it started in either China or India. And they've actually been doing, um, in modern hand analysis, they've done a lot of studies on a lot of things. Like I said, tracking the lifeline, you know, stuff like that. Like you can, you can track changes, like it is tangible and it's measurable. Now, as far as like what people would consider a scientific study, you know, I guess that's up for debate, Sure, <laughs> but it's like anything else. The more you observe something, the more you find its accuracy. You know? So are you aware of any scientists who have studied this and who have done studies? I have followed up as on some of the studies. There's been a lot of studies on what's called a simian line, uh, which is like the head and heart line combining. There's been a lot of studies also on health-related issues. For example, you can see health, like just stuff in your fingernails, and they've looked at different cancers, and they've related different things to different types of fingerprint formations, and mm -hmm. I mean, all kinds of stuff. So yeah, there's been studies done on all kinds of things. This is pretty fascinating. I think it's very, very interesting, but I have this question. Yes. So you've talked all about palms and hands and fingers. Is there a method for reading feet? Are there lines on the bottom of your feet, on the soles of your feet? And can you, can you tell things about a person by looking at their feet and their toes and that kind of thing? Yes, there is foot readings. I haven't really studied it personally. So the only thing that I know for sure is that there's not as much information on the feet as there mm -hmm. is on the hands. And from my understanding of it is the feet represent more of your past and oh. more of like your ancestral past and stuff like that. So maybe as a way to glean information from your from your history or your past lives or you know stuff like that i would say maybe look at the feet but i'm not an i'm totally not an expert in that area <laughs> yeah. okay i'm curious do you have like a real life story that you can share with us about someone that you've just helped them so much because of the work you've done through your palm reading Oh, well, I I hopefully have quite a few stories. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to hear about this. 
I do have a really good story of a boy who was having trouble in school. He was a teenager and his aunt actually brought him to me. He was, you know, just struggling with his grades and he had some challenges just figuring out what he wanted to study. And he just was really, you know, kind of lethargic about the whole thing. And I didn't even do a long reading with him. It was probably maybe a 30 minute reading at the most. Because mm-hmm. I don't usually do really long readings with kids. And I talked to the aunt a few weeks later. And she said he was doing so much better since his palm reading. <laughs> oh, that's great. It's like completely changed. His whole attitude had changed. And his, you know, the way he looked at school had changed. And he kind of lit up after that. Well, did you advise him to change certain things in his life? Or how did these changes come about? I helped him understand who he was. Oh. And I think a lot of times, especially young people, they just don't know who they are and they struggle with their identity. They, a lot of times they struggle with self-worth, you know, the hands can just be so validating. And, you know, I've worked with people in career changes, you know, stuff like that. I've helped people obviously through a lot of relationship stuff. And this one lady, she used to bring me all of her boyfriends. <laughs> oh, really? She read for five or six of her boyfriends. <laughs> and she never told them what we were doing. She just said, okay, here's another one. <laughs> like, here he is. And, it, you know, he had no idea what he was getting into, but it was really funny. <laughs> That's hilarious. I know. That really is. That Cynthia, I always ask a question about bullying prevention because I've worked in the field for so long. Do you have a story that you can share with us somehow related to bullying? Maybe it's through your palm reading or maybe it's a personal story of yourself, a story where mindfulness would have made a difference. Yeah. As a kid, I was actually one of those kind of nerdy kids. (laughs) And for that reason, I was oftentimes either put next to a bully in class because the teacher knew that I would be straight laced, which really irritated me actually, because it's like, I don't want to sit next to this kid who's going to cause trouble. Right. And I also had just a few neighbor kids who were quite mean You know, I remember one kid throwing a pumpkin at me, you know, at like Halloween and Mm it's horrible, (laughs) you know, and he was like the class bully and he lived unfortunately on my street. And so I would actually change the way I would walk home so that I could avoid walking past his house and stuff like that. So, yeah, I had, I mean, I think a lot of kids have to deal with bullying when they're young and especially if you're a smart kid which, you know, I, I always strive to be a straight A student and all that sort of thing. So mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I was an easy target, I would say. <laughs> right. Right. But well, it, yeah. So yeah, mindfulness it, totally could, could have helped that. I think, I think mindfulness helps with everything, you know, and I just, obviously when you're young, you don't really understand it. So I know you teach meditation. Tell us what meditation looks like for you personally in your own life. Yeah, I meditate pretty much at least every other day. Uh So for a while, I was doing it every single day. In fact, when I went through my divorce trauma, I had vertigo for like nine months. And... Mm. 
it was an emotional reaction to the stress. And I was just completely at like the lowest low of my life. I was depressed. I was lost. I was, you know, I felt so alone. Um, so I turned to meditation at that time. And I said, you know what? Okay. Yeah. I'm in a bad place right now, but I'm not going to stay here. And, uh, meditation is going to get me out. So I started meditating two hours a day, every single day. And I did this for, for months. <laughs> I mean, I almost made it my job because I felt like, you know what? I know I need to do this. So I would wake up. It was so funny too, because I'm not a morning person. And I would wake up at five in the morning. And it was almost like the angels or my guides or whoever was out there trying to help me. They were like, okay, you're going to wake up. We're going to make sure you have enough time to do this. We're going to wake you up early. And I would be wide awake. And I would sit in a you know, specific chair that I considered my meditation chair. And I would just tune into, you know, like being happy, being joyful. You know, what does that look like? What does that feel like? You know, just trying to get my life back into place. And I started, I mean, I would, I would come up with at least 10 or 15 things I was grateful for right then and there, even though I was in the, like the worst place I could be in. And once I got into that space, it was so opening. It was so healing. And I just, I can't stress enough how much that helped me. It totally changed everything for me. And do you still practice gratitude very much the same way? Absolutely. I practice it every day. I'm just so grateful. And I'm in such a good space now. So it's it's easy to be grateful when, <laughs> when you're in a good space. <laughs> well, that's true. And I have to say that just seeing you and your beautiful smile and everything, you totally come across that way. Like you're in a great space. You're happy. You're doing what you love. Wow. So I'm sure so many of our Mindful Tribe listeners would love to be in that place. It, yeah. It's like as though you've just found your place of contentment, your place where you belong, right? Yeah, absolutely. It just is so healing. And, you know, we're always growing and evolving and, you know, things are changing all the time. Like this site took me almost a year to put up. I mean, it was a lot of work and it's still brand new. So it's like, okay, I don't know where it's going. <laughs> so I got to ask this, is it mainly just for people who are looking for their soulmates? Or if we already have our soulmate, can we upload our palm and learn other things from you? Yes. The site is definitely a dating platform for people okay. to find their long lasting love. But I do work with couples and individuals who want to know more about their partner and and all of that. So I would recommend for those people who are already matched just to come see me directly. Sure. You know, I'm more than happy to, to look at both sets of hands and and lay out, you know, what I see and and how to make the relationship better. That's what I do, you know, I've been doing that for a long time. Right. And I keep thinking how clever the name of your business is, loveinyourhands.com. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's really clever. As we move forward with our interview, I want to ask you, Cynthia, five quick answer questions. So just five second answers are perfect. Here's the first one. Who is one person who has influenced mindfulness in your life? 
Joe Dispenza. Ah, yes. okay. Interesting. I highly recommend his books, The Placebo Effect, and he helped me through that dark period. Oh, wow. The second question is, how has mindfulness affected your emotions? I think it's affected my emotions in just making them more stable. It's a stabilizing effect. Tell us how breathing is part of your mindfulness. Breathing opens the doorway for all of your meridians to open up. So, yeah, it's good to make sure you take deep breaths, especially when you're stressed. And for those who are listening who don't know what you mean by our meridians, can you just explain that a little bit? Yes, meridians are your energy channels in your body. So if you've ever studied like acupuncture, for example, um, when people do acupuncture, it's actually connecting to a meridian, which relates to an organ. And it's a way to open up that channel. So you have all these different energy channels that run through your body. If you could recommend a book related to mindfulness, is it a Joe Dispenza book or something else? Yeah, I definitely recommend Joe Dispenza for sure. I love his books. Although I'm reading a really good one right now. Oh, what's that? (laughs) So my current book, (laughs) which is kind of fun, it's called The Possibility Principle by Mel Schwartz. And I've had Mel on my show and I love that book. Yes, it's a fantastic book because he also brings in quantum physics, but with relationship stuff, which is what I'm all about. So it's, it's a great book. I'm glad we both love the same book. So I, I started reading it and I was just pulled right in. I thought he's making it easy to understand, easy to be interested in the topic. And then it just moved on from there. What a great book. Yeah, it's fantastic. Now, can you recommend an app that either you use or some of your clients use, an app that can help with mindfulness in some way? Yes, I do have one. I just found out about this one, actually, from one of my colleagues. And it's actually a way to connect to a partner. Okay, so for anybody who is either in a relationship already or looking to get into a relationship, it's called 36 Ways to Fall in Love. Now, that sounds fascinating. Yes, and it takes you through these questions, and they're deep, like, amazing questions. My husband and I did them together, and we were both crying through, like, half of the questions. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It was so beautiful. (laughs) Wow, that's cool. That's really neat. So we know that we can reach out to you by going to loveinyourhands.com. Where else? Are you on social media? Where else can we connect with you? Yes, absolutely. I am on Facebook. And in fact, you can uh, join. I've got a Facebook group called Find Your Soulmate. So you can just search that. I'm also on YouTube. You can just search, you know, love in your hands. I also do two podcasts myself. So I've got one called Healthy Love and one called Life is in Your Hands. Healthy Love and Life is in Your Hands. Now, why do you have two podcasts? Tell us what differentiates (laughs) those two shows. Okay. Yes. Healthy Love is all about relationship issues and questions, how to be more uh, mindful in your relationships, how to have better relationships, that sort of thing. And then life is in your hands is geared more towards just taking charge of your life. And it also addresses palmistry questions and other metaphysical topics. 
So it's more geared towards like an overall life coaching versus just relationship coaching. Well, I'll put all of this in our show notes. And that's quite a bit to know about you. And I know that you can start by going to loveinyourhands.com. That's probably the best place to go. And uh, I recommend, Mindful Tribe, that you do take a photo of your hands and send them into Cynthia Clark and see how this, I mean, that's obviously if you're looking for a soulmate and you haven't found one, but uh, what a great conversation. How interesting is this? Thanks so much for being on the show, Cynthia. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me. This was a lot of fun. It really was. You have a great rest of your day, Cynthia. Bye now. Okay, bye-bye. Thanks so much for joining us today on Mindfulness Mode. For show notes for every episode, check out mindfulnessmode.com and type the guest name or the episode number into the search bar. You can also go mindfulnessmode.com slash whatever episode number you like. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you could help us out by subscribing to Mindfulness Mode wherever you listen, whether it's on iTunes or Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, so many places you can hear Mindfulness Mode. So hit subscribe and share because that truly helps our show. Remember what I mentioned at the top of the show about whether you work in corporate, have teams of employees, and you want to reduce stress with those employees and help them to be more productive. You can download the free resource, 10 Simple and Effective Ways to Increase Mindfulness in the Workplace Now. And once your employees are happier and you know, productivity will increase, download the free resource at mindfulnessmode.com forward slash workplace p so remember subscribing and sharing helps keep mindfulness mode on the air till next time mindful tribe use what we've learned today to reach new heights of calm focus and happiness stay in the mode